Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. Hit the lights. We want to educate and entertain by tapping You've into the most trusted source podcast. of new technology. We want to the ones installing and, and innovating. The you, the tradespeople that build technology. from the ground the up. Ones installing Join us as we talk it. with industry you, leaders, veteran contractors, and even some up. young blood. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Today I have a super special episode. This has been something that Gage has been working on for quite a while. Yep. <laughs> I have with us Adam Mashersh. Did I get it right? Nailed yes, it. you did. Nailed nice. it. From where? I'm from Milwaukee Tool. Milwaukee Tools, the Milwaukee Tools kids, the Milwaukee Tools, even <laughs> though it's not spelled like Milwaukee, Oregon. We don't hold it against Milwaukee the Tools. Big Red W. <laughs> but it's the big. There is not. I don't know a. I don't know an electrician that doesn't use your tools. I, I just don't know of one that doesn't use your tools. It's just that simple. No, that's awesome to hear. And yeah, appreciate you having me. <laughs> we love your stuff, man. Love so it. tell us about your new line, please. Yeah. So we're launching. Uh, just started shipping a new line of cutting pliers and screwdrivers um, made right here in West Bend, Wisconsin. So about five minutes uh, north of our corporate office in Brookfield, Wisconsin. That's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Made made in the good old USA? Yes. Yep. Made I in USA it. Uh, with 100% uh, uh, USA source materials too. So the metals, the resins, uh, down to the packaging, all right here from the US, uh, made in our factory right here in West Bend. Excellent, excellent. Awesome. Employing Americans right here in the good old USA. Mm -hmm. So West, so it's where? Where's the actual factory at? So it's West Bend, Wisconsin. Um, mm -hmm. It's about 25 minutes north of our corporate office, uh, which is in Brookfield. I'd mm -hmm. say about 40 minutes from downtown Milwaukee. So nice. not too okay. far from us, which okay. is honestly great to have. Um, you know, we've got a full team of marketing, engineering, operations, quality uh, that can you know be there you know, within an hour and be able to, you know, get there, solve problems, help develop the new solutions. And it's, it's awesome that it's made here. And it's also very beneficial for us from a new product development standpoint. So, so how, so, so you obviously take a lot of technician input into your tools. Tell us how that, that system works, because if, if we think about something, Milwaukee comes up with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, whoa, I was just thinking about the that, electric right? stapler. <laughs> Well, I'll let you know a little secret. It's probably because we've gone out and talked to, you know, people such as yourself out in the field um, with every one of our solutions, with these products that we're making here in the USA, but with everything we launch, uh, it's all about user-driven innovation. So right. really? we're going out, we're talking to users, um, we're watching users work, um, we're, you know, taking video of them working, obviously with their permission, but looking for those things that are, you know, frustrations for them. Or ways right. that they've modified their tools, whether it's welding something onto a pliers, you know, making their own accessories, whatever it may be, we're looking for those opportunities to, you know, take what users are having to do in the field themselves mm -hmm. and do that for them uh, in a way that's going to deliver a product that's going to help them be more productive, uh, mm -hmm. be safer and, you know, get the job done easier. So you, yeah. do you have reps that do that nationwide or is it just something that happens in, in, in Wisconsin or, or how, how is that, how does that work out? Like if yeah. I have, if I've got a listener that has a tool or some idea, how, how do they get that into the system? Yeah. So we're constantly going out. We've got teams across all of our different business units and all the, mm -hmm. the sub business units within that, whether it's power tools, hand tools, accessories, 
um, going out, doing research. Um, you know, we've got concept teams, design research teams, product management teams that are all going out um, across the country and um, sometimes across the globe to talk to users Damn. to understand what are those challenges, those frustrations. Um, we want to make sure that we are talking to everyone across the the U.S. because sometimes there's different needs in different markets, and we want to understand truly what is the the right solution for users. Um, sometimes that's multiple solutions, and you know, bring those to market. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I I've definitely noticed that, um, especially over like the last like five years, you guys are always coming out with something new, innovative that mm-hmm. everyone loves. Mm-hmm. I actually have an inside joke with some of the guys that I work with, and I'm like. Dude, I cannot start my day without my M12 toothbrush. It works great. <laughs> yeah, I just pull it right off the charger, pop it. In. <laughs> just wait till the M18 one comes out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've never seen teeth that way. <laughs> I use I use this stuff all the time. And matter of fact, uh, when I, I came, I was a manager and I came back to a hospital I used to work at before. And uh, we we used to have a you know hammer drills and all that stuff that, and it was all Milwaukee. And then when I got back into the the shop where we kept our stuff, they had these vacuums, these those uh, uh, M eighteen vacuums. That the HEPA vacuums, and the attachments for that. There's nothing like being able to pull out a box this big and suck the chrome off a bumper hitch. Yeah, because <laughs> when we work in a dust, pretty much a dust free environment. Uh, oh, especially yeah. with with uh, aspergillus and stuff like that, but that's a that's a, a lifesaver. And it's got this attachment you can you can put the vacuum on it and drill through it, and it's got I, yeah, and it sucks yeah. yeah. So it's like I'm like we fight for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. I mean, obviously, yeah, that's a a huge focus for us is making sure people stay safe on the job site. So mm-hmm. with dust extraction, you know, making sure it's as easy as possible. Right. I love that stuff. So, so tell me about the new tools. So, the so what prompted the 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 drive to to get these tools made here? As it, tell me, tell me some research. Give me some background on that. Yeah, I mean, it really goes again back to our users. So, we've been mm-hmm. in hand tools for over ten years now. Launched our first line in 2010. Uh, had eight original hand tools. Uh, brought user driven innovation to the market, uh, and we've continued to do that ever since. So, across our you know team, we've got over a couple thousand solutions at this point. Uh, in the hand tools and storage, uh, you know, business unit, each one of those with, you know, innovation and things we can point to, you know, we're proud of each and every one of those solutions. Uh, but the one thing we've been continued to be challenged on is we go out and talk to a, you know, a pro electrician, you know, such mm-hmm. as your, yourselves or talk to utility lineman, uh, mechanical, um, you know, tradesperson. They've continued to stress the, the need for USA, especially on some of these key solutions. So things like yeah. pliers and screwdrivers they've continued to, to emphasize that and we listen. Um, so, you know, we've heard that Man. and we knew we needed to make that investment to, you know, have that solution for them. Mm-hmm. We've gone out and even talked to apprentices, talked to training centers, and you know, you get that list, that tool list that you got to start with when you, you first, yep. you know, start up and it's 10 to 15 right. tools. And more often than not, it says something on there like must be USA made or USA recommended. So we know from the very beginning uh, of you know these people's careers, it's being encouraged, and we wanted to have that solution for them. Um, we knew it couldn't just be USA, though. We're obviously very proud of that. It, it says it right, right on the product, but we knew we needed to deliver on the performance piece too. So we really view USA as kind of the the ante to the game, and then we looked at okay, what are the frustrations that are out there, um, just like right. we do with every other product, and 
found some, you know, key things, cutting players. We know they're, they're used and abused. Something like alignments is Mm going to get used to cut, you know, who knows what, whatever, whatever's out there. Um, it's, you know, a hammer. hammer. We know that. Talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely that, you know, first tool rule, whatever's right there. Um, Mm -hmm. so we found, you know, challenges with making those difficult cuts or with the cutting edge or the teeth holding up. Um, one of the biggest things we found in pliers is just users want to be able to open and close them easily. Uh, right. Talk to thousands of, you know, uh, tradespeople at this point, and they've all got some secret way of breaking in a, a pair of pliers to get that smooth open and close. Um, it's, you know, almost like a baseball glove. They got their, their secret yeah. sauce. And it yep, was very similar <laughs> on screwdrivers. Um, you know, the tips didn't fit in the screws. They slipped, they stripped out. So Bingo. Mm-hmm. Or they rust. Yes. That's a huge thing for uh, there's yeah. a, your, one of your competitions. I shall not name them. Right. I love I love their 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 hand tools. They every because I do sprinkler work too. Every they time I have to rust. use one, they rust, and it just drives me bonkers. Because I'll pull it out of my tool bag, and I'm like, Ugh, another bit's gone bad. Yeah, and then, it just makes everything else yep. about it worse. So oh. yeah, we we took all that feedback and really looked at okay, how can we solve for that? And honestly, a lot of it came down to manufacturing and investing in best-in-class manufacturing. And when we took a look at that, it's like, well, why not do it right here in our own backyard? You know, bring USA to market and also be able to deliver the best-in-class product by developing and, you know, looking at how should you make a pair of pliers in 2020? um, How should you make a screwdrivers in 2020? And really bringing that innovation to market. So... So you're employing folks back in an area that I'm sure the 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 movement, you know, of all those factories out of the United States, actually bringing them back in is to me a, a critical thing. I mean, reinvesting into our own infrastructure for our own folks. And I've got uh, in-laws and family members that are from Wisconsin, so they'll they'll appreciate that. Awesome. No, we're, we're very excited. And, you know, right where we're at is honestly a, a really great location too. There's a lot of manufacturing know-how. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great, you know, technical schools that we partnered with uh, local colleges to, nice. you know, make sure we're bringing in the best people because we need them to help us, you know, develop the next wave of products that we're going to be launching after this. So it's, yeah, it's a great location to be in. Yeah, can you, can you talk about those or are those, uh, are those hush hush still? No, it's really just going out and kind of starting to build those relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, for people that are looking to get into, you know, whatever it may be, forging, uh, you know, machining, um, starting to build those relationships with those schools that are helping teach people how to do that and, you know, making sure we're recruiting them and, you know, bringing them in because we, we need more and more people as we continue to yeah. uh, look at what else we're yeah. going to launch out of the facility. Yeah, it, there I could think of several different divisions. Like there's there's one there's one company in particular that they make a good product, but for like grooving and for piping and stuff like that, you know, rigid is it. I mean, that's that's they they're the they're like the standard in that. But I'm absolutely convinced that if Milwaukee walked into that arena, you'd own it, because I, I, every time every every Milwaukee power power tool I've ever owned that I've ever personally owned or, or, or owned as a, as a company is still working. Awesome. <laughs> it's uh it's funny. I've actually got my grandpa's uh, right angle drill and saws off from the fifties. He was a plumber <laughs> and uh, they still work. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't use them because they're, they're a little heavy, but uh, they're a little, like a minute, yeah. pull the trigger and it, it still powers so, right up. This is when men were men and they're like, some yeah, of those, was, when... he was a little stronger than I was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I still remember um like when my dad came home from boot camp. Um, you know, he's thinking he's tough. My grandpa 
uh, was an auto body guy, you know, worked on cars day in and day out, owned his own business. And my great grandpa had been retired for 20 years and they all had an arm wrestling competition and he smoked them both twice. <laughs> I'm like, geez. We had, I had a, I had a metal shop instructor who's, who's, uh, who could, who could crush valve springs with his hand. That was his, that was his claim to fame. And you'd shake his hand and he'd just, just, I mean, just, we're like, oh, it wasn't a kid in the class that, that he, that he couldn't hurt. And then he finally said, you want to know why I can do that? And he'd pull out a valve spring and crushed it like that. And goes, Cause I've been doing this since I was a kid. Yeah. Since I got in, I got into metal and my brother got into wood and that's why I teach metal shop. He was a funny guy. So how did you get into this trade? What, what's, what's your background? Yeah. Um, so I actually went to school for marketing, you know, knew mm -hmm. that I wanted to be something in, you know, involving business um, and got really lucky to, to find Milwaukee Tool as I was at school. Um, I actually grew up doing residential construction. Uh, oh, cool. My dad, um, since, you know, he actually worked at a manufacturing facility. But then when I was about eight, um, you know, left that job and moved into to residential construction, something he'd done on the side. And so nice. I had a lot of experience, you know, remodeling, you know, helping with some additions. So I got to use a lot of tools growing up. Right. So right. when I saw that Milwaukee was recruiting, it was kind of a perfect fit of, you know, taking everything that I'd learned in school and then being able to go out and use tools, get my hands <laughs> right. on things, get out on job sites. And, you know, as I, I started in the sales team, but then eventually moved into marketing, it's, uh, I love what I do, you know, day in and day out, you get to go talk to users, understand their, their challenges and work with them to develop solutions for them. So it's, you know, each day it's some new problem, but it's also rewarding to be able to, to solve that problem. Yeah. So then absolutely. the company's as good as the tools, I take it. I mean, because because the rep out here is fantastic. And when our apprentices graduate, they are, that that is, they're given a lot of Milwaukee stuff. Yeah. So. No, I've, I've been here 11 years now and I've enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the, the time I've been here kind of speaks to that of, you know, mm -hmm. enjoy what I do. It's an awesome right. group of people to work with. They challenge you each day to get better. And, you know, it's when you've got problems, it's awesome to look around and see everyone pitching in and looking at how do we solve it and, you know, bring the right solution to the end user at the end of the day. Right. Cool. That's that's the old first one's free. Get them hooked on Milwaukee yeah. early. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You can't, Once you it go really Milwaukee, is. you can't go back. <laughs> it really is because I because I literally have the, my uh, my personal set is uh, is is not Milwaukee because I I had bought it bought it years and years and years ago, and I pulled it out at a construction site and the guy goes, "That come with a doll kit?" That come with, no, because does that come with a doll house? And I was like, "Oh my god." And I and I, I just so every time I wind up using this thing, I'm just like, oh, sorry, I was, I was like, should have bought the other one. But for my professional use, I mean, it, you know, all I'm doing is bouncing around my barn with it. But uh, all my all my professional stuff has always been walking, always, 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 always. Awesome, like, cool. Obviously, we yeah. appreciate the support. But it was like, still a slam. Did you? Okay, <clears throat> maybe maybe I'm slow for this. But I was working uh, with another electrical company, like, I don't know, like a year ago. And I was like, hey, do you have a reamer? I don't want to go back for mine. And he's like, dude, you have Milwaukee channel locks. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what, you think that was just to make it look cool? And I was like, I genuinely did. You didn't know that? And no. And he, he like sticks it in there and just like, shh, shh. 
so huh. smooth. And then, you know, for the last 12 months, you know, every time I see some, I'm like, you know, those are also reamers. They're like, no. I was like, how did you not know that? You know what this is used for, man? Seriously, I'm stereo right now. I catch up. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you letting people know. That's honestly, those are some of the first hand tools that we launched. And obviously we're several generations in now, but it came from seeing electricians in the field cut off the ends of their grips to use them for to, for reaming. Right. Um, so we looked at, you know, there it would start to peel because it wasn't meant to be cut off. Okay, how can mm -hmm. we develop something that's going to, the grip's going to stay on, but it also gives users that feature. That's exactly what we're looking for with everything we launch. It's what are users doing to their tools in the field to make it easier and how yeah, can we do how, that? How are you modifying right. them? Yeah, how, literally how are you modifying them to make them work? No, exactly. I, I mean, yeah. you guys are the ones out in the field using them. Who better to learn from? Well, I wind up, uh, uh, I wind up walking at this job I have uh, with my with a backpack full of tools, and then I use the Milwaukee backpack as well, and I love it. It's and so nice. It's so nice. And the other thing about it is that was that when I get it fully loaded, and it's loaded. I mean, I I carry easily twenty five pounds worth of crap. Um, I I. You know, because of the campus I work in is really, really big. It, it, it takes you 25 minutes to walk across it. Um, it's a workout. So I'm like, click the front, you know, and get your, get your balance right. And when I show up and I, and I sling this thing off and drop it, <laughs> open it up, I'm like, everything I need's in there. Everything I need for, for the type of work I do. It's the never-ending so. never purse. <laughs> it is the never-ending purse. It's the man purse. It's, it's what we call That's a man. I prefer to call it my man satchel. But whatever. The man satchel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know how much you can get into to everything, but um, as far as the American made, so it's basically just – uh, I think you said like 12 tools is what you're starting with or 35 actually. Uh, wow. Yes. Okay. So yeah, we went after a couple right into it, you know, key categories for our portraits, uh, cutting pliers. So we'll mm -hmm. have, uh, linemans. Um, we've got several different versions of those, uh, okay. ones that have thing incorporate features like a, a bolt cutter, uh, a reamer, uh, fish okay. tape puller for electricians, um, a crimper. And then we've got versions with a thread cleaner for utility linemen and then just more of a general purpose. Uh, then we'll have yeah. six, seven and eight inch diagonals and then long nose pliers in both dipped and comfort grip, just knowing that there's a pretty split user preference on what kind of grip that uh, user right. prefer. And then uh, we'll have Man. 19 open stock screwdrivers and then a couple kits to really meet the the needs oh. of, you know, really anyone that's out there that needs a screwdriver. We've got the the tip, the shank length for you. And and the security bits as well, Not so like the torques um, okay. on these solutions. Uh, we are mm -hmm. looking at on it, uh, some other products though, so you will be seeing okay. some more okay. back from us. Nice. And T strippers. Sorry, which one? The T strippers, the the uh, the low voltage wire cutters or wire strippers, the ones we use for limited energy. Got it for wire stripping. <laughs> mm -hmm. The small the. I was going to say, that is something that we're, we're definitely doing some research on right now. Okay. Not part of this first launch, but you're going to continue to see more solutions from us out of this Good. facility. Because I wear through those things. I just I just wear through them. And I, I've been using the same brand uh, because that's that's all I have available. Right. But even that particular brand, uh, you can, you can I'll just go right through them. I mean, in a Got couple it. of years. Well, no, we'll Depends on how much I understand been, so. what works well, but what you'd like to see improved. <laughs> we're doing Good. research now, so... <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. You know, 
I was working uh, in a hospital downtown Portland. Mm -hmm. This was probably like three months ago, and I had those, you know, electrician scissors, the little snips. Oh yeah. And I was. Uh, it was like neurosurgery, uh, ah. just surrounded by neurosurgeons, and the dude roasted me. Like he, I, I don't know what, but he was like, he was like, you're stripping with scissors. God, I thought you electricians made money. And I'm like, these are <laughs> these are $25 scissors. I swear these are for this. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. So get some nice bright red ones, nice Milwaukee this, logo. It's pretty common, though, for, for you guys to I'm use. I'm going to go down things. to his office. I, See? So See? Show my the strips are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You didn't stab him in the eye, did you? No, no. That's, that would be wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, uh, So I do mostly fire alarm work, and so mostly what I'm cutting is, is FPLR, FPLP. Okay. And it's it's just a, a, a twisted pair with a with a Teflon jacket on them. And the Teflon jackets, on the stuff that we cut, we can never really cut the, the jacket. Uh, you can on the newer stuff because it's it's not shielded, but the older stuff was shielded. So if you're working with older cable and you use, uh, we call them T-strippers, if you use T-strippers to cut it, you'll push the shield, the outer shield, right into one of the conductors and ground it. Got it. And so, and so our technique, my technique that I, that I use is I strip the ends and then rip, rip the wires apart. Then cut it back and fold the, there's a whole thing that I go through and it's, it's, I use the same exact technique but when I open up the main, the, the two conductors in it, that's when I go to snip these things or, or, go, to, or go to strip them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, mostly it's 18 gauge. So it's, you know, you're, you're dealing with the small, the small stuff like that. Uh, but that's not the only cable I work on. So if I do happen to go to like use that for larger stuff, they usually come in two different types. They use one for multi-strand and one for solid. And if you get them mixed up, they can cut too far in if you're if you're not careful. And I don't install much anymore, so mostly what I'm doing is is, is maintenance or you know new stuff. When I was an installer and I did some install work, I would I would just I just I just run through them. I might just run through them flat out and use them right up. So it's a <clears throat> you know yeah good um, deal. What one, one question? Darn deal. Oh. Oh, sorry. Yeah, one question that I I have um, especially. You know, for electricians, um, you guys have a ginormous catalog, and I feel like a lot of you know guys might not even know about half of the tools that you guys have. You know, if you're just picturing, you know, what what are you seeing at Home Depot or Lowe's or any of these other places? So, um, would you be interested in talking about uh, maybe? you know, some of the things that you guys have come out with yeah. in the last few years, uh, especially for, you know, the trades, but um, more electricians. Yeah, it's it's hard to keep track of because we want, yeah. <laughs> we launched so many new solutions um, and across so many different categories, but it really is about, you know, being that full solution provider for a user. Um, so yeah, you're looking at electricians specifically, you know, starting with the power <laughs> tool side, obviously we've got a wide range of solutions like drills, impacts, the saws that really meet, you know, the the core needs that they have. Um, but mm-hmm. then we get into some of the things like our force logic, you know, crimpers and cutters, um, as we get into some of those larger gauges and, you know, need to make those connections, uh, really delivering an innovative and, you know, high tech solution there to make sure that those are clean, you know, connections, you've got confirmation, uh, reporting out with our one key solutions. Um, mm. and then, you know, shifting over to, you know, 
SDS, rotary hammers, or dust extraction, continuing to add more solutions there as we know that's often needed as you're you're hanging things, you're drilling those holes. Um, shifting over to the hand tool side, which is obviously where I spend most of my time, uh, we've right. really put a lot into electricians uh, in that trade lately, uh, knowing that it is one of our core trades. We've obviously had things like pliers, screwdrivers, wire strippers, you know, since we first launched hand tools, but uh, a few years back, we launched uh, condo vendors, uh, which was a you know first for us. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was one of my first honestly projects that I took from the very beginning to seeing it out in the field, and it was it was cool because you know starting with a conduit vendor, you've got to keep the general geometry. You can't really change that because of you know that's what everyone's trained on, and that's what code <laughs> right. is in terms of you know how you you bend conduit. But looking at how do we bring innovation to something like that again, it went back to what are users doing and saw, you know, hundreds of users trying to take, uh, you know, spray paint, uh, permanent marker, uh, whatever it may be to write on those markings to try and yeah. see it a little bit better. Um, we also saw issues with the shoe and the handle just coming unthreaded, you know, starting to spin, especially as you're bending in the air. So did things All like the add the high contrast markings um, so you can easily see, you know, the, the 30 degree bend mark. Uh, we okay. secure double bolt the handle. So just put two screws or two bolts in there. That came right from you know seeing a user drill a hole through their conduit pender and put a nut and oh, bolt no in there kidding. themselves. Um, huh. Yeah, asked them about that, and you know then we found that a lot of other users were seeing the same frustration. Um, so we launched those several years back. Uh, we added fish tapes. Um, we've got the the polyester line, which is uh, you know we were one of the first to bring that to market here and tried to do something different compared to fiberglass because uh, what we were finding there was yeah they keep fiberglass under lock and key on a job site because it was expensive. And mm -hmm. very prone to breaking, um, you know, a, a minor bend or kink would, you know, basically render the tool useless. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. We looked at, uh, okay, what's a different material that can still deliver, you know, the benefits of non well, and polyester doesn't, and polyester doesn't, uh, doesn't shred. And when you get those fiberglass, uh, yeah. that's a, that's a man, that's a nightmare. Yeah, no. And you can take our, <clears throat> yeah, there's no fiberglass shreds and you can take our, uh, fish tape and basically tie it in a knot, untie it and still go use it. So it just delivers no a more wow. durable wow. solution for users in that lighter weight material that they're looking for. Uh, we've added fish sticks. We've got a, a conduit reaming screwdriver now uh, that's actually got multi-bit functionality. Um, nice. So you've got multiple huh. different tips on there. Um, our ECX bit for some of those electrical fasteners. So continue to add solutions there. Uh, obviously, as you look at you know what we do on the storage side, uh, you mentioned the backpack. Uh, we know, yeah, mm -hmm. people are walking around cities, you know, some people might be taking public transportation. How do they get their tools to and from the site? Uh, mm -hmm. Leads right into what we do with Packout and, you know, making sure people can get on and off the job site, store their tools in a trailer or store them back in the shop, um, keep things organized um, into PPE. And, you know, looking at it, we really was a very similar story to hand tools. There was not a lot of change um, and we looked at, okay, how can we bring something new to market that allows users to, you know, stay safe, stay productive. So across mm -hmm. all of our categories, we've really tried to look at, you know, how do we, from the moment electrician wakes up and brushes their teeth with that uh, M12 toothbrush to That's you know, right. going to bed at night, how do we have a solution for them to make their, their day easier? We need a Milwaukee blankies. <clears throat> Yeah, the heated blankets next. <laughs> heated blankets on my M18. All of our wives are going to be so hot on the... They're going to be like, I get it now. I completely get it. <laughs> you can get all the Milwaukee stuff you want. Yeah. 
Um, no, the uh, the fish tape. I I uh, first time I ever used a fiberglass fish tape. I was working with a guy, and I inadvertently pulled it through an LB, and it popped in there. Oh, <sighs> yeah, in a in like a half inch EMT. And uh, I was like, oh my god, it was right before lunch, and so I'm trying everything I can to get this thing out, and him and for him not to see it. I I was a just a recent. Uh, uh, just just turned out basically. Yeah. Finally, so it was just I got a couple this. Couple years ago. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I finally got this thing out and corrected my problem. And uh, as soon as I got it all done, and it was in a it was in a room that was a boiler room anyway. And okay. then I was and then I was in particularly you know stressed out over this. And it, when it was all said and done, I got the pull done. The guy looked over at me and goes, "Bet you'll never do that again, will you?" <laughs> <laughs> He'd seen the whole thing and just backed off and let me <laughs> let me suffer through it, and and I and he goes he goes you never ever use a fiberglass tape on a ninety LB man you just never do that. It's like yeah I learned the hard way. Man, it was, yeah. that was not you know I almost ruined I almost ruined it trying to get it out. Yeah, because you cannot back it out. It will not back out. You had to dig it out like this and get a loop. And then you're putting too much stress on them on the fiberglass. So yes, yeah, kids you, don't make that mistake. Yeah. So that thing can can bend, and it still has like the you know similar driving force of a fiberglass yeah, one. That was one of the unique things we had to look at is you want the flexibility, um, but you also need the push strength. Um, we talked to some users on some other solutions, and they describe it like it's like pushing pushing on a rope. It's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you got that like ninety degree bend that's mm-hmm. ninety feet out. Um, you, you can tell it's there, but you can't push it around it. So we actually yeah. looked at, and we have a, a triple strand design. So it's actually three pieces of polyester uh, woven together. Wow. Uh, that gives oh, wow. us push strength to to be able to make it around those those tough bends, you know, that are right at the end of the run or something like that. So you have an R and D department that, that does with all this? Yeah. So we've got uh, a lot of different people. I mean, our, our whole company is really you know focused on bringing new products to market. It's it's what we mm-hmm. do and what we focus on. Um, so everyone from our, our product marketing team um, to our early research and concept teams that are looking at, you know, sometimes applications, but sometimes, you know, broader, here's what someone's just doing throughout the day and looking for opportunities for improvement. Um, we're really trying to look at all different avenues and, you know, look at all different things that we can do to to bring new solutions to market based on what users are telling us, based on how we're observing them work. Wow. That's cool. Well, not like I said. I just dig the fact that it's made in America. Yeah, not, not outsourced. No, that's, that's a huge deal. Oh, us. absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll. I don't know how much they cost, but I'll, I'll pay the extra. Yeah, no kidding. I will too. One hundred percent. No, we're we're gonna be right in line with competition. So we knew we needed to be there. So yeah, we'll be bringing USA that um, user-driven innovation, that best-in-class performance, and at a price point that I think people will will appreciate. Sweet. Best of both worlds. Yeah. So <clears throat> when are you guys going to one key the pack outs? Have you guys <laughs> thought about that? Um, we do have a few of the solutions where you can put, you know, the tracker in there um, to know to know where it's at. But uh, running into some issues where tools are disappearing or. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're we're based out of Portland. So um, wax eloquent. What's happening? Oh, oh, no, we just we had one guy. And he had like a full pack out system. He did. It's his fault. But <clears throat> anyways, yeah, he his van got broken into. Ugh, and that's the worst. I mean, that guy <clears throat> hit a gold mine. Pack outs and Milwaukee tools. Ugh. No, it wasn't fun for him, though. 
was gonna say it's it's very unfortunate obviously when we hear that it is cool though we have heard you know many many stories now of you know the pack out did have a one key solution in there or you know they broke into the trailer and gra- happened to grab one key and they were able to track it down so you know trying to yeah do that's best, incredible. obviously you right know, help support that so it has a tracking ability so uh so you t- know talk wax the, eloquent because yeah I'm not yeah so the milwaukee one key uh, you, he'd probably be able to explain well, it why don't you explain what one yeah. key is because yeah. i don't know my listeners may not know so one key really allows us to have some you know number of different um aspects it really allows us to bring kind of a connected tool to the job site so on certain products like our, our crimpers it's going to help you you know know that you can upload all the different crimps you made that day so when you got a report out uh you know the inspector whoever it may be you can prove that hey every one of these hit the the load that they were supposed to um so it's got sweet. uh bluetooth tracking in there so if another you know person has that one key app and you know that tool goes missing you can mark it as you know missing and they happen to go buy it it's gonna ping you know and let you know that hey your tool's been found um so it allows us to do a number of different things it's really just trying to again go out and understand what users are looking for and you know bring a solution to market one of the big things that we do with that uh software is offer you know tool management um, whether it's you know individual contractor that's trying to keep a you know track of everything that's in their van up to you know large companies you know managing inventory and trying to understand where our tools you know assigned to and where are they not being used so i can bring it back and you know send it out to a different job rather than purchase something new so it allows us to do a number of different things and the cool thing with software is we can continue to develop it and launch new versions you know very rapidly so it's continued to grow and expand so let's go back to the crimping so if you have this particular tool because i don't think i've seen this tool or the this this line of tools the one keys no i think a lot of their m18 and um i'm not sure about m12 but a lot of their m18 i would see the m18 is doing it so so if you use this tool so basically it's got a bluetooth tracking Mm -hmm. and so it's got the the location feature right and then if so if you used it for crimping it would tell you you've crimped every every particular you know for like for like high voltage guys that's a critical thing so you know that they're getting to the right torque so <clears throat> so no, it will that's exactly it'll come back and tell the inspector that you've done it ex- a specific way. Yeah, it'll uh, allow you to, you know, track all of what you do throughout the day in terms of the crimps. And then at the end of the day, you know, print out a report that says, hey, I made 100 crimps and 100 of them, you know, hit the torque that they needed to. <laughs> Damn. I know. I know. He definitely explained it better than I would have. Yeah. I, I didn't even know. I, I didn't think about that until until now. So I'm in the Stone Ages on some of this stuff. I mean, I just really am because I don't. I just don't do that kind of work. So that's that's fascinating. So if someone does take your tool, and it happens to show up on the job site, it'll let you know where it's at, so you can take appropriate action. Yeah, <laughs> like a built-in no, air exactly. Tag. Huh. Nice. I know. I like that. Right. I was really kidding about the pack out part. <laughs> I just really wanted to get into one key because I heard you say it earlier, but I was like, huh. man, I'm, I'm waiting to bring that up. I don't know that. Yeah, Dave. Um, so he's an instructor for uh, the IEC, which um, is Got the it. apprenticeship program for Oregon. Mm-hmm. And the codes instructor, uh, I mean, you'd, you'd think he worked for you guys. I mean, he... <clears throat> Yeah, we should have had him on too. Uh, yeah, but anyways, yeah, just every apprenticeship class, he'd be 
you know, spouting, you know, all the new stuff that you guys were coming out with. And I'm like, how much stock in this company does he own? But then, you know, you journey out, you're buying a, a bunch of more tools mm -hmm. and you're like, man, thank God for Dave, you know? Huh. Well, that's awesome. I but. guess I, I, I must, I, I literally feel like I'm in this, I'm in the dark ages on that. So I really, really am because I, because I haven't been, you know, when you, when you pigeonhole yourself into management for five years, you, you, you know, the only thing I was doing was enabling everybody to go do their job. If whatever they needed, you know, here's a credit card, go get what you need. Right. So I didn't, I didn't even think about it until, until now. And then when I came back up to the hill, we already had a slew of stuff that okay. we use. So I just bought, you know, I had to buy my new stuff and, and stock it, and that was that. Right. So, and I rarely get to see what the what the what the high voltage guys are doing because, you know, it's not my gig. Huh. Like, I wonder what else is happening. What other right, kind yeah. of cool stuff do you have <laughs> that I don't know about? I mean, that is that is really intuitive. I I didn't realize that that that, that existed. Yeah. Yeah. For I uh, four or five years. Four or five yeah, years. It's been in, around into for five-ish years. Oh. I've been under a rock. Yeah, I really. mean, again, it's hard to keep up with what we're launching, so so don't feel bad. Um, huh. The easiest thing to do is always just go to MilwaukeeTool.com, and YouTube will have on there what's new. MilwaukeeTool.com, you say? Oh, yeah. Wow, <laughs> That's where I point yeah. people, because it's hard to tell them everything that we've launched in the last six we'll months. Take, right. We're going to take a quick peek at that. Keep going. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> as far as um, stuff like your guys' like hammers, uh, I think those are – those aren't polyester they're just like um are they polymer we'll have a number of different solutions within the hammer line um not as close to it as some of the other hand tools but yeah we'll have the wood handle um get into or right. the steel handle and then we actually do have some fiberglass hammers too fiberglass it's um, actually been right. a, another big area we've you know added a lot of new solutions just based on what users are telling us yeah i I have been buying my hammers, guys. My hammer's that. Yeah, yeah I've been buying your guys' tools for years, and uh, I didn't like my hammer. It was rust rusting out, so I bought your guys' uh, the fiberglass one, yeah. and I can't mm -hmm. believe how light it is. Yeah, but it's good. It, the head is so heavy. I mean, you can swing them. I think it's a framing hammer. Got it. So, so what's the the warranty look like on these tools? Yeah, so for the new USA products uh, coming out of West Bend, we're going to actually have a full lifetime guarantee um, and something a lot of our competitors used to offer but have kind of walked away from, put a little, yeah. a little bit more red tape on there. Uh, we're really confident in the product uh, quality um, with that best-in-class manufacturing mm -hmm. and then the, the best-in-class quality that we have in that facility too to make sure that we're you know staying within spec, delivering what we're saying for end users. So we're putting that full lifetime guarantee on there. So. We don't think anything's going to go wrong, but if it does, right. users are able to to reach out to our customer service team, uh, give us a call, send us an email, um, and all the details are, are on our website. But um, reach out, and we'll we'll take care of that user. Um, make sure they get a new solution. Nice, That's awesome. That yeah. is that is cool that you, that you back it up like that. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we're we're confident in it, and we want to stand behind it. Awesome. Well, I think that's uh, that's it. We appreciate having you on the now. show. It's been awesome to talk to you guys, and we're, uh, we're we're pretty stoked. We just we're like, it was it's a big it's a big deal to us to have Milwaukee tools on. I mean, we we've, yeah. we've talked about this for months, and and it's like, I don't know for us because we're a small podcast and we're we're working into an audience. It's 
it's nice to have you know big names that want to spend the time with us and 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 talk to our audience and and every step is helping us you know basically get our spread our wings and um this is a huge opportunity for us that you guys have given us i really really do appreciate it yeah it's a huge yeah. thing for and us. so many of our listeners are milwaukee yeah. lovers so just just hearing this mm-hmm. i mean they're gonna be they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna yeah and when i go back to work tomorrow well i'm gonna go back on monday because I, I work four tens but when i go back on monday i'm gonna talk about i i didn't know that like that that one step that was a or one key the one key that's yeah. a that's a huge that's a huge deal <laughs> i think one step's for brewing never mind that's a different <laughs> thing. but uh but no that the one key is a big deal because we have a lot of theft going on like like that that's a huge deal right now uh as portland's kind of going through a fentanyl issue so it's it's like you've got some get some real it's some real rough areas that we're trying to accomplish so. and especially if your tools you know last in this it, this it rainy is, weather it, yeah aren't rusting and when you're when you're starting off in the trades and you've got you have to invest in all these tools and then they go missing or someone rips them off it's a it's a real setback for a lot of folks and we're cranking a lot of apprentices out we have a lot of apprentices moving through the system so you know the market the market will bear it and, but I want to say that your local rep for Milwaukee out here is really, really He good. is awesome. He is really awesome. <laughs> he, he definitely supports he supports the apprenticeship program, which is important to me and, and teaching. I, I, I can't I can't thank him enough. So No, that's awesome. Um that's awesome to hear because that's that's something we do around the country. Um we know, you know, there's a often a shortage in skilled trades and you know, people going into the trades and everything we can do to support apprenticeships, um, you know, we love doing it. And yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. It's been awesome talking. It's you know Thank cool you to, to meet with you guys. And I know, yeah, your your audience is definitely who we're looking to talk to and you know, go out to research with and understand how can we bring the next solution to market, you know, for you, for your audience. Well, Thanks, one of the Adam. things we want to do is to add more technical stuff to to what we do, and so we can bring in some of these tools and show them. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that really sucks that uh, the the tools I think are getting delivered in like an hour. <laughs> So I to was his, like, I was exactly like, well, what we could yeah. do though was edit in. We could edit those tools in. Just we could, we, but when we could, we could do another podcast. That'd be really in. funny if we like photoshopped them onto the table. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you gonna work on that? Perfect. Tyler's got it. Oh, Tyler wants to make one one last thing. Yeah. Have you guys been doing any like research and development into maybe uh, Milwaukee microphones? You know. Big, big red mics that we can have on the show. <laughs> or sleeves. Cordless. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah, exactly. Or even no sleeves. If we get like Milwaukee sleeves, that's really funny. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. All I got is a beer koozie. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know if you guys make beer koozies. But they do make a lot of beer in, in Wisconsin. I they do. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Half Watt Podcast. We always want to hear from you, and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories. Funny, crazy, or praiseworthy, we want to hear it all. You can follow us on Instagram at halfwattpod to stay up to date on our feed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share us with a friend, the best way to help us grow. The Half Watt Podcast is a production of Now Hear This Studios.